Hello and welcome to the Rationable Podcast, your weekly deep dive into how science and critical thinking make you immune to scams, fads and hoaxes. I am your host, Abhijit. Let's dig in. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Rationable Podcast. Today, I've got an episode I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. Now, I, I'm sure you guys have heard about this too, but I first heard about the alkaline diet a few years ago. A colleague of a friend mentioned it when we were helping ourselves to dinner at a party. It immediately made me cock my head to the side like a perplexed puppy. Oh, say what? And it also made me realize that we should never discuss diets when helping ourselves to a buffet at a party. Totally ruins the mood. Um, anyway, so this guy went on to explain how we get sick if the body becomes too acidic. Apparently, eating alkaline food and drinks like fruits, veggies and juices helps bring the balance back while detoxifying the body and helping it recover more quickly. So, just a way of saying, eat your veggies? So it got me thinking about the body's acid-alkaline balance and how it actually works and how it's maintained. It turns out it's pretty fascinating and it happens inside us all the time in very complex ways without us even knowing it. Also, it just so happens that changing the pH balance in your body is not that easy and only happens in extreme conditions or if you're very unwell. But before I give too much away, let's start at the beginning. What is pH? Here's how sciencebasedmedicine.org puts it. From a chemical point of view, an acid is any molecule that can donate a proton or accept an electron pair in a reaction. A base, which is something alkaline, is the opposite. It can accept a proton or donate an electron pair. Acids and bases, therefore, neutralize each other. The measure of how acidic or basic a substance is, is pH, with 7 being neutral, less than 7 being acidic, and greater than 7 being basic. This is also a logarithmic scale, so a pH of 5 is 10 times more acidic than a pH of 6. Damn, I love this website so much. Sciencebasedmedicine.org. If you haven't been there, go there now. Just search for the things you've been wondering about. It's got amazing content. Now, the pH level of our blood is around 7.4, within a range of about 0.05 pH above and below. So it's slightly alkaline. Our bodies take great care in making sure the pH of the blood stays there. Your lungs exhale carbon dioxide, which is slightly acidic, and your kidneys filter out any excess in the blood, whether they are acidic chemicals or basic. The fact is that your body is really good at maintaining its pH levels in a process called homeostasis. It's through this process that your body maintains its chemical and hormonal imbalances way better than 
well, then I can balance my checkbook. Uh, which <laughs> makes me a bit nervous of my innards, to be honest. The process is incredibly complex and beyond the scope of this episode, where I'm just trying to set the foundations for this topic. If you want to dive into this more, you can check out the details in the links I've given in the show notes. Even more fascinating is that each bodily fluid and tissue has slight variances in how basic or acidic they are, which is a function of what they do. Even that is kept in check automatically. Even that is kept in check automatically inside you. This basically <clears throat> means your body isn't affected much by what you consume. And even if it is, it will maintain its own balances anyway. It's super hard to shake that balance unless something goes seriously wrong. So how does your body balance its pH levels? There are a bunch of processes that all contribute to homeostasis. But there are two organs that contribute the most. One is your lungs. Carbon dioxide is slightly acidic. That's why club soda has a slightly sour taste. It's like having a little party in my mouth. I love club soda. And then when the party gets hopping, I start popping. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, your lung's main job is to take carbonic acid and carbon dioxide out of your blood so you can exhale it. As the acid levels in your blood rise and fall, so does the amount of carbon dioxide you exhale. Your lungs are doing this inside you right now and you don't even notice it. Just breathe and your body is balancing out its pH levels through your lungs. Now, if things go wrong, you get respiratory acidosis or alkalosis where CO2 levels in the blood are either too high or too low, respectively. Now, symptoms of acidosis, whether it's uh, metabolic or respiratory, that's, you know, I'll, I'll get to that later. They both include fatigue, sleepiness, shortness of breath, confusion, anxiety, and even tremors or sweating, to name a few. Alkalosis usually makes one feel confused, shaky, breathless, or dizzy. This is Usually, when your lungs are unable to regulate the carbon dioxide levels in the blood due to injury or illness like asthma, COPD, uh, sleep apnea, or pulmonary fibrosis, which is the thickening or scarring of lung tissue. It's usually quite sudden and hard to diagnose, but the kidneys can usually compensate quite quickly. Which brings me to the next one, your kidneys. Another super easy thing that you do all the time is pee. With me, it's little more than most people, enough for my wife to roll her eyes and mutter again every time I had to go to the loo. But that's because I stay well hydrated. And the consequence of that is that I need to dehydrate more frequently. <laughs> anyway, so these magical beans in your back filter all your blood and perfectly balance the bicarbonates and acids with ridiculous accuracy. That's why even if you somehow manage to change your blood pH, your kidneys will just let you piss it out. That's why even if your pee comes out acidic, your blood will be exactly as it always was. 
another reason why measuring urinary pH doesn't tell the whole story of what's going on inside you. And that you can change your urinary pH by things you consume or by the activities you do, but that doesn't necessarily change your blood's acid levels. Now, if things go wrong, this happens if your kidneys can't filter out the acids in your blood quickly enough. The most common reason for this is having too many ketones in your blood if you have diabetes, and it's called diabetic ketoacidosis. So if you have diabetes and think uh, you of trying the ketogenic diet, please talk to your doctor before you do anything. It can also be caused by strenuous exercise, lack of oxygen, and even severe dehydration. Now, if anything went wrong with any of these organs, tiredness, nausea, headaches, and more serious symptoms could start setting in. And you would need to get taken to the hospital before you turn into a facehugger, you know, from one of the Aliens movies, with the acidic blood that can burn through several decks of a spaceship. Okay, I I'm kidding, but you get the point. The consequence of a pH imbalance in your body are far more severe than simply gaining weight or developing chronic diseases or, you know, okay, cancer. Of course, many people also say diseases like cancer and osteoporosis are caused by uh, this pH imbalance in your body. But we will discuss that later on in the next episode. Which brings me to just a little introduction into the pH of the food you eat. Now, when you eat something, anything, your food goes into your stomach. Duh. Okay, so your stomach is filled with a soup, metaphorically speaking, unless you're eating soup. Uh, a soup of hydrochloric acid mixed with digestive enzymes that disinfect the food and start breaking it down. Then the food moves into the smaller intestines where the gallbladder releases bile, which is a digestive juice produced by the liver, which is also filled with a lot of enzymes. But this bile is also basic and it neutralizes the acid and continues to process the food. This essentially makes your food nearly neutral on the pH scale, at least enough for the rest of your digestive system and your gut flora to continue the process without feeling too uncomfortable. So whether you're eating fried foods, vinegar, which is acetic acid, lemon juice, which is citric acid, baking soda in cakes, which is basic, none of that affects your blood or any other body part in any way. Unless you get acidity, which is primarily in your stomach. And for that, you need something alkaline like antacid. Uh, but we'll get to that as well in the next episode, which is going to be all about alkaline diets and alkaline water. So we've done the groundwork to understand the pH levels in your body and a bit of an idea on how things stay in balance. In the next episode, we'll be doing a deep dive into alkaline diets and drinks and see where they might work and where they won't. In the meantime, do you have any questions about what we talked about today? Or have you experienced acidosis or alkalosis yourself? Please share your story if you can, if you're open to sharing that with us. Um, and of course, until next time, always be rational. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Rationable Podcast with me, Abhijit. For the show notes, transcript, references, and further reading, visit www.berationable.com. Let's continue the conversation on the Rationable Conversations group on Facebook and at BeRationable on Twitter. If social media is not your thing, you can also write to me at abhijit at berationable.com. If you enjoyed the episode, consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends and family. Until next time, be rational.